Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. I wasn't going to do a podcast this season on Halloween. Several people have asked me about various activities as Christians. What should we do? What does the Bible say about this? And I answered the questions. Until last week, something was like in my face. And I thought, okay, I get it. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to present this a little different. I'm going to give you some basic information. Because people are asking, do I decorate my house? Do I do the fun things, the innocent things, so my children won't feel left out? What about participating in the new neighborhood activities that are going on all across Alabama, the witches' bike rides? And the whole purpose of those is to ride around and collect things for charity. It's a good cause. Do we do that? Because, you know, a good cause is going to help someone. Do we... Dress in costumes, is that okay? Do we dress in costumes at work and hand out candy? Well, here's where I want to start. I want you right now to stop and ask yourself, why am I doing any of this? Why am I participating in the activities that are related to Halloween? Now, I don't want you just to ask yourself, I want to encourage you, write your answer on paper, because I believe when you answer the why, it will help you to settle the answer, because it's important to know why we're doing what we're doing. So here's my goal. As Christians, we're to reflect the light in our life and in our home, the activities that we do. We're to reflect Christ. Our home is to be a sanctuary. And we want to do what's best for our home. We want to do what is safe and secure for our families and for our homes. And we don't ever want to do anything intentional that would harm us. So in doing that, we want to take precaution. And how do we take precaution? We set boundaries. And we set boundaries pursuant to what? As Christians, to the Word of God. I want to start with this one story that you've heard me use before But it's so appropriate to help us in addressing these questions to understanding the why and reaching a decision that is best for each one of us. Do you remember me sharing with you the story about a woman who needed a carriage driver? And she evaluated the driver's capabilities according to one question. She would ask them, How close can you get my carriage to the edge of that cliff without going over? And so as she would interview these potential drivers, one would say, I can get this close to the edge and not go over, thinking that was going to please her. Another one would say, I can get even closer. I can get so close to that edge 
but not go over until she interviewed one driver and he said, Ma'am, my aim is not to get so close that I would not go over the cliff. My aim is to get so far away from the edge, there's no way that we would go over the cliff. So, I want you to think about that. And I want to share with you five points that we need to know truths about Halloween. Then I'll encourage you, go and do your own research. You'll find out even more than this. Then I want to share five scriptures what the Word says, what the Word instructs us about darkness. Because remember, we're to be the light. Then at the end, I don't want to answer the questions. I don't want to tell you what you should do. But I have five questions for you to consider about your home, your family, this Halloween. And I want you to answer those questions honestly. So, Halloween, the five things. Point number one, that this is a festive time, but it started 2,000 years before Christ was born, and it's rooted in pagan worship of Druids. These are the priestly leaders of the Celts. It's a culture of people that live in the present-day Europe, France, Scotland, Ireland, England, Germany, that area. And on October the 31st, the Druids, the priest of the Celts, they head up a festival honoring the sun god. He's the Lord of the dead. That's what you should know. That is how this season got started. That's its roots. And the festival activities that are carried out during this time, they're focused and they are intentionally carried out to fight evil spirits. Point number two, the activities involve offering a human or animal sacrifices to the God of the dead in belief that these sinful souls, of those that had died during the year, that they were in a place of torment and they would be released by the sun God if the sacrifice that they offered, either human or animal, was so pleasing to the sun God. That's one activity. Another is that Druids, they would offer good things to eat to these evil spirits so that the evil spirits would not do mean tricks to the people. Then they would carve pumpkins, and they would carve demonic faces on the pumpkins, and they would put a lit candle inside the pumpkin, believing that this light, these demonic faces, would keep away the evil spirits from their homes. Then, in some communities, they would have a bonfire in the center of the community, believing, again, that this fire would drive away evil spirits and they could wear costumes and that would help to ward off the evil spirits. Point number three, Halloween, these festivals got commingled with the church about 47 A.D. when Pope Gregory III in the Catholic Church moved the church festival from October the 31st to be celebrated on November the 1st, and he called it All Hallows, or either All Saints Day. That's when the church began to observe and got involved in this holiday. Point number four, in America, 
Our founding fathers refused to allow this All Saints Day to be observed in America because they knew that it was a pagan, ungodly holiday. But somehow, as the Irish migrated over to America and brought this custom here in 1900 in the United States, we began to celebrate Halloween. And let me tell you, to the point now, I looked this up. The National Retail Foundation said that in America, last year for Halloween, we spent $10.6 billion dollars on Halloween. The average American household spent $100, even to the point that we are sending greeting cards now to acknowledge Halloween. Point number five, the Satanists, they target Christians at Halloween, not the Buddhists, not the Hindus, because they say the Buddhists and the Hindus, they know better than to get involved in Halloween. And the Satanist high priest even said that we enjoy the commercial exploitation of the public at Halloween. It's free publicity for us. And you can search other comments on the web that have come out of Satanism, worship of Satanism, involved deep in Halloween. That they even warn Christians, don't commingle, don't even entangle yourself with these practices. That they may seem to be innocent, they say, things that are done at Halloween, but they only serve to be an open door to darkness. Now, let's look at what the Bible says. Scripture number one, Colossians 1.13. I hope that you'll write these down. You'll go read these in context for yourself. The word says that God has delivered us from the power of darkness as Christians, and he has conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. We're no longer to live in the dark world, have anything to do with the dark world, but we have now been transferred into the kingdom of God, and we are to live as his children, the light. The second scripture, James 4, 7, says that we're to submit our lives to God, resist, oppose, stand against the devil, and the devil will flee from us. Now, why does he say submit to God? Because God is holy. God knows what evil looks like, and God knows the motive of all darkness, of all evil, and we can trust God. So when we submit to God, we allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what is dark and what is evil. And when we know it, it's been revealed to us, how are we to respond? We're to flee it. We're not going to miss out on something. We've got the victory. God is sparing us from something, not to be involved in the evil. Scripture number three, we are to test all things Hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22. The fourth scripture in 2 Timothy 2, 22, we are to flee youthful lust and pursue righteousness. In other words, we're to run from youthful lust before it takes us captive. 
See, we get ourselves in unnecessary battles with sin. This is why the word says, run from it. Scripture number 5, Ephesians 5:11. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But do what? Reprove it. The fellowship means do not partake in it. Do not even share in its company. But we're to reprove it. We're to call it out. So to do that, we've got to know what it is, right? So we know what darkness looks like. So we have no company with it, but we call it out. That's what I'm doing on this podcast. I'm so thankful when God opened my eyes to all of this. What? Through the Word of God. Now, I want to ask you a question. Why do we teach our children not to smoke cigarettes or not to use these vaping devices? Why do we do that? It's because we know that cigarettes, vaping, is harmful to their health. We know it's addictive. It's not good for them. So to give them a warning, to set some boundaries, what do we do? We call it out. Same thing with this. When we know something isn't good for us, we know it is harmful. It is not best for us. It is addictive. It would hold us captive. What do we do? We call it out. We know that it is, and we run from it. So when we know the why of something, we know why to do or why not to do, it makes it easier to stand against it, even if it means going against the crowd. Now, now that you know the why of Halloween, why it's celebrated, where the roots came from, and you know why God's Word says do not commingle darkness with light, now, I have five things I want to ask you about Halloween at your house. And I ask these very genuinely in hopes that you will answer them for yourself. Number one, are you praying and asking God to reveal the truths to you about Halloween. Hopefully, pray in scriptures that God's already revealed to you about darkness. Question number two. Are you being intentional to know the works of darkness and to protect it from entering your home? Question number three. Are you testing all things, doing what God says are good, and not partaking in darkness? Even the things that look fun, they appear innocent, they may be charitable, but yet they reflect darkness. Question number four. Do your fall decorations reflect the practices of the pagan god worshipped by the Celts, or a fall season of things created by God for His glory. And question number five, do you know the truth about Halloween and purpose to get as far from its likeness to protect your home and your family? So the last thing as I hope that you honestly go through and answer those five questions. 
Maybe you've done some more research yourself. Maybe you've searched more the internet about the roots of Halloween. Maybe you've searched the Word of God, more what God says about the light versus the darkness. So the last thing that I want to ask you, because you, I know, I know you, you want to know truth. You want to live truth. You want to protect your home. You want your home to be a sanctuary. You want your home to be guarded. No one wants unwelcomed consequences of evil. We certainly want to do our best to guard from that. So the last thing I ask, after you've gone through, you've done your research, you've asked yourself these questions, and you've answered these questions. And I encourage you to write it down. Makes it a little more powerful. It makes it a little more thought-provoking. This is the last thing to answer. Once you've made your decision about what you're going to do, anything that relates to Halloween, this is what I want you to ask yourself. Do you have peace in your heart about your decision relating to Halloween? There's the true test. You have peace in your heart? Because you see, I know that the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. And when your heart lines up with the heart of God, you know what rests on you? It's the peace of God. And when we have the peace of God, we've got the provision and the protection that God affords to all of His people. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.